I am so excited about this. I want to welcome you to the Purpose Project Podcast. During our time together, I will teach you how to pray, how to intentionally develop intimacy with your Creator, and challenge you to discover and embrace your God-ordained purposes. I am your host, Margie Florent. My prayer for you today is that you will be empowered and strengthened in the Word of God to move forward into your destiny. I have had a song going um, over and over and over on the inside of me for probably about two or, or three weeks. And I'm just going to go ahead and read you the, <clears throat> only going to read you the lyrics. Uh, I'm not going to sing it, obviously. <laughs> I'm not a singer. But it's the song um, called New Wine. It's by Hillsong. And I think it's really going to speak into what God is doing in your life and what God is doing in the, in the church, universal church. I think we're all on the same page. God is doing a new thing. He's been telling us he's doing a new thing. It's springing forth. It's springing forth up out of the body of Christ. <clears throat> we don't exactly know what it is in totality. The Bible says we know in part. We prophesy in part. We don't know everything God is doing. As a matter of fact, I think that, that you know, if, if God did tell us everything that he was doing, we would step in and with our own uh, wisdom and our own plans and purposes, we may mess it up. So I think sometimes God waits till the last minute to, to just reveal the full purpose and the full plan. But the song I keep hearing is the song New Wine by Hillsong Worship. <clears throat> and these are the lyrics. It says, in the crushing, in the pressing, you are making new wine. Didn't he say that to us in our last live together? You are making new wine. In the soil I now surrender, you are breaking new ground. So I yield to you and to your careful hand. When I trust you, I don't need to understand. It's very important that we continue to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts, lean not to our own understanding, and all of our ways acknowledge him, and he is going to direct our paths. We're going to continue to trust him. Make me your vessel. Make me an offering. Make me whatever you want me to be. I come here with nothing, but all you have given me. Jesus, bring new wine out of me. I believe that's what the Holy Spirit is doing, and that's the process that we are in right now. In the crushing, in the pressing, you are making new wine. In the soil, I now surrender. You are breaking new ground. You are breaking new ground. So make me your vessel. Make me an offering. Make me whatever you want me to be. I think that that's not always an easy prayer for some people. Make me, Lord, whatever you want me to be. So many of us have our own agenda, our own plans, our own purposes, what we think is best for our lives. But God ultimately knows what is best for our lives. Before he ever formed us in our mother's womb, he ordained a purpose and a plan. He put eternity in our hearts, and he knows what's best for us. I think when we start to fight him, that's when we start to get discontent, dissatisfied, unhappy, and so on and so forth. But here's that prayer again. Make me your vessel. Make me an offering. Make me whatever you want me to be. I came here with nothing but all you have given me. Jesus, bring new wine out of me. And then it goes on to say, 
Because where there's new wine, there's new power. There is new freedom, and the kingdom is here. I lay down my old flames to carry your new fire today. Because where there is new wine, there is new power, there is a new freedom, and the kingdom is here. I lay down my old flames to carry your new fire today. So make me your vessel, make me an offering, make me whatever you want me to be. So this really goes along with what the Holy Spirit has given me to share tonight. And I think we're going to go ahead and, and make it a series uh, but it's called the, the title he gave me was a new awareness of the Holy Spirit. And if you look into the description, it says, if I were Satan and my ultimate goal was towards God's kingdom and purposes, one of my main strategies would be, would be to get the church to ignore the Holy Spirit. So I believe what God is doing right now is he's igniting within his church, his body, a new awareness of the Holy Spirit. Acts 10 44 says, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them that heard the word. I, like we said, we know in part, we prophesy in part. I believe what God desires to do through these teachings, through this broadcast, through our time together, I believe with all of my heart, he desires to manifest himself. The Holy Spirit desires to manifest himself. And I believe that while these teachings are going forth, and while we minister on the word about the Holy Spirit in these next few weeks, or however long we're going to be doing this, I believe that the gifts of the Spirit are going to be in demonstration and in operation. We just have to expect it. We just have to believe for it. We just have to say, God, we're open to it. And the Holy Spirit will, will um, he'll, he'll partner together with us according to our earnest expectation and hope. God is doing a new thing. And, and if the Lord Jesus wants to manifest the Holy Spirit through the internet, through these kinds of, of teachings and ministry, we are going to be open to that. So we're going to talk tonight about a new awareness of the Holy Spirit. Matthew 7, 24 and 25 says, Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man that built his house upon a rock. When the winds come and the storms come and beat against that house, that house doesn't fall. Why? Because it's founded on the rock. The word of God is the rock. The word of God is the solid foundation. And when we have that solid foundation, we have that teaching, and we get that teaching um, through our devotional time, through our churches, now through the internet. The internet is basically a church without walls. As we begin to get teaching, it, it's good. It keeps that solid foundation that we need. But we also have to remember that we do need the word of God. We do need these teachings, but we also need the manifestation of the Holy Spirit of God in our devotional life, in our corporate meetings, in our prayer times. Let's not neglect the Holy Spirit. I love what I heard Pastor David T. DeMolo always say when he would talk about the Holy Spirit. He said, too much word and we dry up. Too much spirit and we blow up. You get the combination of the word and the spirit together and we grow up. And that's what God wants us to do as a church. He wants us to grow up into him 
in all things. But we need both the word of God and the revelation of the word of God. And we need the Holy Spirit to be in manifestation. Now, like we read, I'm going to read it again for those that are just joining. Francis Chan wrote in his book, he said, for, if the name of the book is Forgotten Love, Our Tragic Neglect of the Holy Spirit. He said, if I were Satan and my ultimate purpose was towards God's kingdom and purposes, one of my main strategies would be to get the church to ignore the Holy Spirit. My friends, we cannot ignore the Holy Spirit. We're going to get into this, but the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. It is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It is three in one, and it's just like you and I. We are triune beings. We are a spirit. We have a soul, and we live in a physical body. Uh, the number for divine perfection is three. I wasn't planning on saying all this, but three is that power number. So the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. And I think what's happened in many of our lives as believers and, and in the church world is we've neglected that third person of the Holy Spirit. And that's why we're not seeing the manifestation of his gifts. That's why we're not seeing healings and miracles and, and, and people's male quote unquote being read as much as it should be read i know we've had a measure of the prophetic but i believe that the best is yet to come i believe that god wants to open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing so much so upon the church that there won't be room enough to contain everything that god wants to do the bible says behold you among the heathen and wonder marvelously i desire God's desire and his will is to work a work in our day that if it were told us, it would seem like a dream. He desires to manifest himself. He desires to pour out of his spirit on the young and the old. We are living in a time and we are living in a season, I believe, where we're coming and we're stepped into another great awakening. And we're seeing it right now in a lot of our churches. A lot of, I have some friends whose their churches are just growing just rapidly. The Holy Spirit is the one who draws people into Jesus. The Bible says um, that it's the Holy Spirit who convicts and convinces the world of their need for Jesus. So it's the Holy Spirit and manifestation in the earth that's causing people to recognize Jesus, desire Jesus, and need Jesus. So we need an awakening of the Holy Spirit. I think, believe, I don't think, I know, that the more we talk about the Holy Spirit, the more we teach on the Holy Spirit, the more he's going to be ignited and the more he's going to demonstrate himself. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so when you and I as believers hear teaching on the subject of the Holy Spirit, it's going to activate our faith. And that activation of faith is going to cause an expectation. And therefore, we won't ignore the Holy Spirit. We will be drawing him under ourselves and desiring him. The Bible says that we are to desire earnestly the manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit. That word desire means to crave, to long for, just to, to desire. There's, there's more to the definition than that. But again, I wasn't planning on going there tonight. I'll give it to you later. But as we desire the manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit, as we desire the Holy Spirit to manifest, He's going to begin to arise. He's going to begin to shine. 
He's going to begin to manifest himself. I think we, as a, as a body, we, we're, we, we've come into a, a place, and many are confused as to why they feel stuck. But I think we're right at the point of the birth. I know we've been saying that a long time, but we cannot lose hope. We cannot draw back. We are right at the point of a birth. So we've got to continue in what we're doing. Believe God. Just keep following what he's telling us each individually and collectively to do. We cannot stop. God said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against them. So Kenneth e. Hagin once said, he said, it is important for us to realize that the Holy Spirit has been robbed of much of his distinctive glory through Christians for, for uh, uh, failing to perceive his various workings in the life of the believer and in our public gatherings. I remember Kenneth E. Hagin saying, you know, the Holy Spirit could walk into a room or a church with a big red hat on and say, I'm the Holy Spirit. He said, and most people wouldn't even recognize it was the Holy Spirit. Well, I believe God wants to change that. And I believe it's the teaching of the Word of God and the Scriptures that's going to cause us to understand who the Holy Spirit is. Okay? So we must develop a greater understanding of the Holy Spirit. Be open and welcome him to manifest in our midst. I like what Bill Johnson does. Bill Johnson, when he gets up to minister, what he does is he just waits and he, he calmly just, just waits on God, waits on the Holy Spirit and, and, and says, okay, let's just make room for the Holy Spirit. Is there anything here that the Holy Spirit desires to do? And I think that's what we need to bring back to the church, that waiting on the Holy Spirit. That, 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 that pondering, that meditating on the Holy Spirit where we say, is there anything, Holy Spirit, that you have on your mind that's, that I don't have on my mind? Give us the wisdom to discern what is in your heart and mind and what is in our, my own heart and mind. So I think it's good to just sit back and wait on the Holy Spirit to find out what does he want to do, okay? So lack of understanding of the person of the Holy Spirit. Um, Fear and our own religious acts or traditions have kept him inactive in our personal everyday life and in our corporate meetings. But I believe that's going to change. We need to get to know him. We need to get to understand him. We need to, to, to uh, read scripture about him. And the knowledge of the Holy Spirit will cast out fear. So many people are afraid of the Holy Spirit. They're afraid of allowing the Holy Spirit to manifest because they think it's just going to be wildfire. But let me tell you something. I'd rather have, rather have a little bit of wildfire than no fire at all. So I believe we need to give place to the Holy Spirit, make room for him, and he will manifest himself. Now, the prominence of the Holy Spirit in the Bible. Now, this, these are just facts, okay? The, his mention in the Old Testament alone is his mention is 88 times and 23 in he's mentioned 20 88 times and in 23 books of the of the old testament in the new testament his mention in the new testament is 264 times 60 or four or more references are in the gospels and acts which we'll do a whole teaching on the book of acts Acts has 57 references, which why some people call uh, Acts, the book of Acts, the Acts of the Holy Spirit, okay? 
So we need to get to know the Holy Spirit. I'm basically just going to introduce this lesson to you tonight because I have a dog who's being very, very bad tonight, and I don't know why. But we're just going to go and see how far we get. But we're just basically what I have in my heart is just to introduce. So to understand the Bible itself we and what God can do in the earth today, one needs to understand the prominent figure of the Holy Spirit. Now you think about it. We've heard teachings on the heart of the Father, and I still think that there needs to be more teaching on that. And people are getting an understanding on the heart of the Father. We, we are understanding the ministry of Jesus, that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, that he went about doing good. He healed all that was, were oppressed of the devil. He used the will of God in action. But we need more teaching on the Holy Spirit. Like I said, the more teaching we have on the Holy Spirit, the more it will build our confidence so that we will not only sense and perceive his workings, we will be able to more fully yield over unto him. So let me just say this. We cannot focus too much on the Holy Spirit. Why? Because what is the Holy Spirit's mission? Jesus said himself in John 16, 14, he shall glorify me. He will take what is mine and he will show it unto you. So the ministry of the Holy Spirit is to bring glory and honor to Jesus. He always testifies of Jesus. So we cannot, we cannot focus too much on the Holy Spirit. What was Jesus's mission? Well, think about the ministry of Jesus. His mission was to reveal the Father. He said, my Father in me, he does the works. And he talked all the time about his Father, much of the time about his Father. Okay? So we have to understand that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are all in perfect harmony. Okay, there, there's not this crisis in heaven going on, you know, where they're trying to work things out and they're having this power struggle. No, the Holy Spirit does not draw attention away from Jesus. The Holy Spirit always points to Jesus, who is the key figure in all of God's plan. So we need to get to know him. We need to get to understand how he works. We need to understand his workings. And the more we do, the more I believe we're going to see him manifesting in the earth today. So let me just give you a basic foundation. Now, the basic foundation is simply this. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit always came upon the prophets, the priests, and the kings. But under the New Testament, the Holy Spirit, those of you that are born again, lives on the inside of us. The Bible says in John 3, 5 through 8, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, that which is born of the spirit is spirit. The scripture also says in John 14, 16 through 18, know you not, or, or no, he says he will dwell with you and he shall be in you. 1 Corinthians 6, 17 through 20 says, know ye not that you are the temple the very sanctuary of the Holy Spirit. As God has said, I'm going to dwell in them. I'm going to walk in them. I'm going to be their God. They're going to be my people. So the Holy Spirit is within the believer. This was the mystery that had been hidden. The Holy Spirit would come upon the uh, the prophets, the priests, and the kings. But now as the New Testament believer, we have the Holy Spirit residing on the inside of us. And that's a very exciting thing to know. So we have 
Well, I like to say it like this. When I used to teach this in my Bible school, I used to say to my students, you know, know ye not that you are the temple, the very sanctuary of the Holy Spirit. In other words, you have another person living on the inside of you. You have a, 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 the person of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. He has a mind. He has a will. He has emotions. He has, he has, a, he has a ministry. And he lives on the inside of you and I. So that's why I believe it's very important that we understand who he is and what his part is in our lives as individuals, as believers, and also to the corporate body. And I believe you're going to see more and more and more of the, of the Holy Spirit uh, prompting people to teach on, about him. Because because we're perishing in in our in our and we're perishing because of a lack of knowledge of the Holy Spirit. We're, we we have dry services and some people are just having a dry time just as believers and going through dry times. But when we have the Holy Spirit, you know, being poured out upon us and John seven thirty eight rising up within us, it causes our walk with God to be so much more exciting. So we have another person living on the inside of us. And I want you, I want to say it like this. He is a person. He has a personality. Okay. Now I'm going to read you out of Romans 8, 16. It says here, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Now the King James version used to say itself. They used to call the Holy Spirit an it. Well, he's not an it. The new King James corrected that verse. They said the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. The Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is a him, so to speak, okay? Um, it says in, in verse 26 of Romans 8, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession according to the will of of God. Okay. Now I'm just going to say something right here and I don't want you to misunderstand me, but there's the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. The, the Holy Spirit, and there's no gender in God. There's no gender. There's neither male nor female. But when I think of the Holy Spirit, I think of him more like the, the more, um, the more, uh, the more female, so to speak, side of God. The Holy Spirit is not a female, so don't say I said that because I didn't say that. What I said is the Holy Spirit is like the more the female side of God, meaning he's more sensitive. He can be grieved easily. He's the comforter. He's a helper. He's a standby. He's an intercessor. He's an advocate. So he's very sensitive. And so, therefore, that's why I said what I said the Holy Spirit, but he is a him, himself. He is a person. The Holy Spirit is a person in the third person, masculine gender and not in it in the third person, neuter gender. Okay. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is not a mere influence, blessing, or manifestation. You cannot separate, by the way, a person from their presence. 
So the Holy Spirit is not some cloud, you know, that came in the room. You know, this cloud came in the room. And I know he manifests himself as a cloud. He's manifested himself as the wind. He's manifested himself as fire. He manifests himself in different ways and different attributes. But he's not a mere influence. He's not just a blessing. He is a person. And he has a personality. And we can't separate his personality from his person. So I want you to grasp an understanding of that because this is all simple and it's all foundational, but it's gonna be the launching pad for us to go into greater depths of teaching about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has a mind, a will, and emotions, and we're gonna show you scripture. He takes up his abode in man through virtue of the new birth. He that is joined to the Lord is what? One spirit with him. We are one with him. Okay, so he takes up his abode through virtue of the new birth. We must honor him. We must respect him. We must give him place and free expression. And I'm sorry to say this, but I've seen it. I believe sometimes we've grieved the Holy Spirit. And when we're not allowing him to manifest in our meetings and our services, and there's so much more he wants to do. He doesn't just want to, God just doesn't want to manifest human-sized results. God is a big God. He desires to do great and mighty things. And this is how we've been praying because we taught a lot on prayer. He says, call upon me. I'm going to answer you and show you great and mighty things. But if we're stuck in our heads and we're sitting there and we've got all our preconceived ideas, we have all of our, our 25 pages of notes, we've got it all figured out and we, and we um, block out the Holy Spirit, we're not going to see the fullness of the Godhead manifested in our meetings because it is the Father. It is the Son. It is the Holy Spirit. And, 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 and what I'm seeing right now as I'm on, on here with you, I'm seeing this. I see the Holy Spirit, and, and I just see him getting ready to just burst forth with new wine, burst forth with new fire, burst forth with rain, and the clouds have appeared in the sky, and those rain clouds are filled with water, and I'm telling you, it is. I see droplets coming down upon the earth. It is beginning to rain, and what God wants us to do is this. He wants us to say yes to him. Yes, Holy Spirit, have your way. And, and say to him, Holy Spirit, we may not understand everything about you, but open up the eyes of our understanding. Help us to understand how you flow. Help us to understand how you desire to manifest. Give us the wisdom to flow in this river of the supernatural. Okay? The Holy Spirit is a person with all the emotions and feelings possible for a personality to experience. Okay? So we need to be open to the Holy Spirit. You know, Bono said one time, I don't know if you guys know who Bono is. He's, he's uh, the lead singer of U2. And, and he, said, he said, religion is what's left when the Holy Spirit leaves the room. We don't want religion. The Apostle Paul said, and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit of God and his power, so that your faith won't be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. We need to see more of the manifestation of the power of God, the power of God. I, I don't know about you, but I, I don't want to hear the wisdom of men. Yes, we need wisdom. You know, we do need wisdom in natural things, but we've got... 
too much psychology in our churches today. We need the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. And my friends, we don't need to be afraid of it. We should not be afraid of it. I don't want to be afraid of it. And I'm not. I'm actually the kind of person that I, um, you know, I like to wait on the Holy Ghost and wait. And there's an art to flowing in the Spirit. There's an art to flowing in that river. And, and what happens is in flowing in the rhythm of the Holy Spirit, what we need to do is first be quiet, be still and know that He is God, and then just, just begin to it, it tune ourselves in. This is what I would encourage you to do. I want to encourage you to get more conscious of the fact that the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. How do you do that? This is how I taught my Bible school students when I was teaching this class. And I'm going to teach you what I taught the Bible school students. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to, to th this message to go forth all over the world so that people have a greater understanding. But I would tell my Bible school students, I would say, just stop and, clo and close your eyes or keep your eyes open and just look on the inside of you. Shut your mind off and look on the inside of you. This is not new age. Greater is he, first John 4, 4, than he that is in the world. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. It's your heart. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Your spirit right here. I would tell them, look on the inside. Whenever I minister prophetically or, I, or I'm, I'm endeavoring to hear from God as to what to share and how to minister to a, a group or an individual or prophetically, I always look on the inside. God, Sheila Giles, my friend used to say, or she said, I think she said Norval Hayes used to say, God is not a mind. God is a spirit. And so he communicates with you right in here in your spirit. So what we want to do is as we learn about the Holy Spirit, we want to become more God inside minded, that the Holy Spirit is on the inside of us. This third person is on the inside of us and we need to get to know him. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and pray with you. My dog keeps ringing the bell, ringing the bell, ringing the bell. He's ringing the bell, Teresa. You know what that means. You take them out, and they don't want to go, and you want them to go. And then when they need them to be quiet, now he's ringing the bell. But that's fine. I don't really care. I'm going to obey God. No weapon formed against this teaching will prosper. I believe the Holy Spirit has a word for us in season. I believe we taught on prayer, and now it's time to teach on the Holy Spirit. And you get the two of them coming together, and we begin to flow in the rhythm of this. And I believe we're going to see the things that God desires to see. So let's go ahead and let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I know that I know that spiritual things are transferable. And I believe the eyes of your understanding are going to be enlightened. And I believe, Father, that every person under the sound of my voice, whether they listen to this live or they listen to it later, I believe, Father, that you are imparting unto them wisdom, revelation, knowledge, insight, right into the depths of their innermost being. And that they will have an understanding of the rhythm of the Holy Spirit, how he desires to manifest, how he loves even as the Father loves, how he desires to be poured out. So, Father, we just worship you today. We honor you today. And we thank you for showing us great and mighty things. So let's just wait on him for just a moment. 
We worship you, Jesus. Let's just worship him. Father, we worship you. Lord God, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. No weapon formed against us will prosper. We thank you that having done all to stand, we stand therefore. I thank you that the greater one is on the inside of my, my friends who are listening to this. And I break the power of oppression and depression, that which has kept you bound. I hear the Lord saying it's time to you for you to arise and shine. It's time you're like the woman who's bowed down and could no wise pick herself up. God is saying to you today, I want you to pick yourself up. Lift up the hands that hang down. Strengthen the feeble knees. Make straight paths for your feet. God is writing a new plan and a new purpose and a new vision in your heart. Because hope deferred has made your heart sick. And that's why you've been depressed. But God is saying to you tonight, I am changing. I'm turning your mourning into, into joy. I'm turning your beauty. I'm turning your ashes into beauty. I am doing a new thing. Just say yes to me. Just say, Lord, not my will, your will be done. Say, Lord, I receive that new wine. Lord, I exchange this old fire and this ashes. And Lord, tonight I receive the new wine and the new fire. So Holy Spirit, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we love you. Holy Spirit, we need you. Holy Spirit, we honor you. We honor you tonight. We honor you. We honor you. We love you. Lord, we ask that you would manifest and demonstrate your spirit as we progress in these teachings in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Project podcast. For more content, video, and teachings like this, visit margieflorent.org.